Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Dobby's Reward. And the last chapter of Chamber of Secrets, I've like, throughout this book, I know that I've been like, so excited to get to Prisoner of Azkaban, just because it's a better book than this one, and also it's because it's my favorite book. Um, this book isn't that good. This book is not that good, <laughs> but like, and I think a lot of people would agree with us. I think. On that. I mean, like, all Harry Potter books are great. You know, like if I'm reading Harry Potter, you know, I'm happy because I like Harry Potter. But let's just say Chamber of Secrets would be the last book I would be inclined to pick yes. up when reading Harry Potter. But of course, when I do my rereads and stuff, I always read Chamber of Secrets because it, like, it is a very important book, especially leading up to, like, six and seven. Yeah. Because it, you know, certain parts make a comeback. All right, so let's start with the first sentence. For a moment, there was silence as Harry, Ron, Ginny, and Lockhart stood in the doorway, covered in muck and slime, and in Harry's case, blood. That would be a little bit creepy. Yeah, just walking just walking home drenched in blood mom guess what happened (laughs) mom get me a towel i killed a snake (laughs) and it's blood just drenched me i was like swimming in it (laughs) um so mrs weasley screamed jenny's name and then her and mr weasley started hugging uh jenny so fox went flying next to harry and perched on dumbledore's shoulder when mrs weasley came and hugged harry and ron Mrs. Weasley said, you saved her, you saved her, how did you do it? However did you do it, Harry? Harry always manages to save the person in need. Yes, he does. Every book, it's like, just Harry, you know. Finds a solution. Finds a solution, yeah. It wouldn't be Harry Potter. bad are the teachers that the student has to solve every problem? I know, like, Harry solves every problem that school ever has. Yes. He even, And he's only 12. Even then, okay, so like, um let's think about it spoilers upcoming for this part so book one kill you know like kills Quirrell yeah slash Voldemort book two obviously he kills the basilisk saves Ginny's life book three he captures basically captures the prisoner of Azkaban and finds out that he's good and lets him go book four he saves the school from Barty Crouch Jr. book five what does he do in book five book five he Oh, yeah, he saves the wizarding world. He gets the prophecy. He keeps them from getting it. Uh, well, the prophecy... Like, the problem with the prophecy is, like, the, they don't want Voldemort to get it and to hear it. So, like, yeah, he does save... Basically, he saves the ministry from having a completely wrecked ministry yes. when they get back. And, like, he, he's, he saves a lot of people keeping Voldemort from getting the prophecy. Book six, Book six, he destroys the Horcrux. Yep, he saves... I don't know, he's working towards Voldemort's demise. And then book seven, same he, thing. He's just destroying Horcruxes, he kills Voldemort. He does a lot of crazy stuff in book seven. So yeah, every single book, he does stuff that the teacher should be doing. Just imagine they make a book eight, and it's like Voldemort's back. Voldemort's back. Or it's like... Apparently he had an eight Horcrux. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be pretty funny. Um, so McGonagall said that they would all like to know that. Mrs. Weasley let go of Harry, and he went over to the desk and put the sorting hat, Gryffindor's sword, and Tom's diary on it. 
Then he told them that everything that had happened that year, he just basically goes into this whole tale of everything that has ever happened that year. He also told them how he had saved Ginny. So Dumbledore said that what he really wanted to know the most was how Voldemort had managed to attack Ginny when he was thought to be in the Albanian forest. So do you think, when do you, at what point do you think that Dumbledore realized, and this is kind of a spoiler, that the diary was a part of Voldemort? And that it was a horcrux? I think he always knew. You think he always, but he didn't know about the diary. Until like now. Oh, this is a this is this is like Dumbledore's big plan. <laughs> Super Carlo Brothers. Yes. The Roback Shadow. Uh, I think that it. I think that he suspected maybe he. I think you know what? I think he suspected that Voldemort was making Horcruxes because he knew that that was the way, um, for him to stay on the Earth. Mm. But. I think this was the part where he knew for sure that Voldemort had made Horcruxes. Mm. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think he, like, knew exactly, like, that was a Horcrux. I think he knew Lucius slipped it into Ginny's bag, which is told later in the story. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah, he'd made his diary a Horcrux and everything. I don't think he knew about the bag. Like, how would he have known? Nobody was there that would have told him. I think he found out. Like, okay. I think he found out that Ginny had found the diary, but he didn't do anything about it. He wanted Harry to. Oh my gosh. You think it all has to do with, like, manipulation? Yeah, like, making. Like, making Harry into, like, a good person. Like, making him. He kind of. He kind of makes Harry a weapon. Sort of. Like, Dumbledore is the puppet master, Harry is the master. Or, you know, Dumbledore so, wields the weapon, and Harry is the weapon. You know? Actually, I like, I like how you thought of it. Like, it's him manipulating Harry. Which I think just goes to show that he's a bad person. <laughs> well, I think Dumbledore is doing this to, like, you know, all leading- Spoilers. Yeah. All leading up to destroying Voldemort. Yeah. But- yeah, he's, yeah, pretty much manipulating him, you know, making him, yeah. Yeah, I think it all has to do with just manipulation with him. So Harry picked up the diary and said that Riddle had written it in it when he was 16. Dumbledore took the diary and said that he was probably one of the most brilliant students Hogwarts had ever seen. Sorry. <laughs> and that barely anybody connected him with Lord Voldemort. Imagine going to school with Voldemort. But then, like, being in Hufflepuff and then realizing, you know, that, oh my gosh, I went to school with Lord Voldemort, who's killing people. Like, I had a class with that man. Like, I was friends with him, kind of. Like, oh my gosh. Of course, that was before he got rid of his nose. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Imagine them in herbology classes, just like, the kids just like, oh, Voldy, can you pass me the mandrix and he's like oh yes hannah abbott <laughs> like i can't that would be pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> he just kills everyone in the Die, my blood. no that'd be pretty funny <laughs> um so jenny said that she had been writing in the diary and mr weasley asked her if she had remembered that he had always said to never trust anything without a brain that is very good logic for a wizard yeah. don't trust a bag 
don't trust this bag. Don't trust, if, the, don't, trust the, don't trust our house. If, yeah. if your house starts talking or acts like it has a brain or it starts writing on the walls of magic. Set it on fire. <laughs> set it on fire. Just kidding. Do not ever set your house on fire. <laughs> don't. But, you know, maybe if your house starts talking. Just don't trust anything that is not a person. I, that's a very good wizard um, logic and, like, wisdom. Yeah. Um, so, Dumbledore said that the Weasley should take Ginny to the hospital wing so that she could get some rest and that there would be no punishment for her. McGonagall also left to go and tell the kitchens that they wanted a feast prepared. And I know I've said this before, but the Hogwarts feasts are basically just regular dinners. Like, their dinners are so big and, like, magnificent that they're practically feasts anyway. There's so many options of what you can yeah. eat. Like, even if you don't like that the main course is pork chops, you can have Anything. any any of the other sides, because there's so many sides. And I'm sure if the dinner's pork chops, there's some other sort of entree, in case you don't like pork chops. We're really talking about pork chops. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, Ginny. I think she should be punished. Mm, I, that's, that's... I don't know, that's a hard question. I like, mean, do you think Tom Riddle is... may have tricked her, but she, like, of her own free will. That's true. Like, she didn't have the right judgment. And after she got rid of the diary, not trusting it, after it started to be suspicious with quotes, um, well, I... she, uh, she comes back to get it, and then she continues doing these things. You know what? You of know, her own free will. I know but that, even, even though Tom Riddle tricked her, but she's she's still doing these but things. But Ginny stole the diary back from Harry because she didn't want Harry to get hurt. That's why she stole it from Harry. So it was that was a good choice, I think. Although she should have just told someone. She but she didn't just, but she didn't get rid of the diary. She just kept it. That's true. Maybe she didn't want to risk another student having to go through what she went through. But I, I think that she should have used her better uh, judgment and went to Dumbledore. Yeah. Or McGonagall. Or any teacher in the whole school. Yeah, she just decided to, uh, you know, continue talking to this strange diary that keeps writing back to her. But I think that, And that doing is, things that it tells her to do. But they do live in a magical world. And in a magical world, I think that you wouldn't question something like that because it's so normal. You know what I mean? Like, the Weasleys have that clock where it's, like, you can see where everyone is. And, yeah, that's pretty abnormal. And I think that um, in a world, yeah, some in, of these this, things, in a non-magical world, yeah, that would be Yeah, some a of these weird. things are normal, but I just think the things that the diary's telling her, she'd think is, like, dark magic. I think maybe if she was in, like, her seventh year, she should get in trouble. Um, and if there has been someone who died, she should definitely get punished. But... I think she's she in did. her first year. No well, one got di- no one got killed. I think she shouldn't get punished. I think she's no one good. got died. <laughs> no one got died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she still should have been punished because she almost killed herself. Yeah, she got pretty close to it. Yeah, guys, let us know. Let us know what you think. That's a pretty that's pretty hard to answer. Um, so Dumbledore said that he remembered telling Harry and Ron that they would be expelled if they broke any more school rules. He then said that sometimes one must eat their words. They would both receive special awards for services to the school and 200 points apiece for Gryffindor. Okay. 
So I think Harry, they need to lay down the law. They yeah. need to tell them that they cannot just go. Okay, so I also think this is another part of Dumbledore, Dumbledore's big plan. Definitely. Uh, but if any other teachers were there, I think they should have told Dumbledore, no, especially you need, you Snape. Need, yeah, you need to punish him. You don't need to expel. Uh, you don't. Yeah, you, he sh- they should have been expelled. I don't think they should have been expelled because they they saved the they saved Hogwarts. Like that's the truth. That's a fact. They saved Hogwarts from a monster who was who potentially could have killed someone who killed someone last time. So I don't think they should have been expelled. I, think I they, think, okay. I you're right. I don't think they should have been expelled, but I think they should have been severely punished. I because what the yeah they disobeyed school rules. And they went into a secret chamber. They they had no idea, like what was there. Mm-hmm. They risked their lives. Yeah. Uh, to kill an animal. I think that um they should have not been expelled, but severely punished, like you said. But I still think they should have gotten services to the school ward, and I still think they should have gotten the points. But I, I think I they do... should have gotten services to the school, but no points. Yeah. The points are kind of a dumb way to reward something so amazing because, yeah, like, it's just rewarding points, your whole house, the not points, you. The points are just supposed to be the sort of system of like, okay, you did your homework on time, two points, or like, okay, you, you're Hermione, you're doing a really good job today with your swish and flick motion, um, Wingardium Leviosa, you get five points. I don't think that this point system should be used as a way to reward people for things that like this. I think it should be taken to the next level of rewards rather than giving them something so like childish, I guess. Yeah, it's and it, it's so easy to win the house cup. Mm-hmm. And some people could they, they could just slack off and do nothing and still win it. I think it's one of those things where it's like Dumbledore just wants Harry to win so bad in everything. 500 points to Gryffindor. Yeah, I saw this meme that I, I showed Devon on Pinterest, and it was like, it was like, like, if you're looking for Dumbledore in a crowd, just yell, you know, Slytherin wins the House Cups, and he'll just scream really loudly, 10,000 points to Gryffindor <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> so he then said that sometimes, oh, I already said that. So Dumbledore asked Lockhart why he was so modest, and Ron explained that he had lost his memory down in the chamber. Dumbledore asked Ron to take Lockhart to the infirmary so that he could get a few words with Harry. So, um, one of the things about Lockhart in this situation is that he's very calm. And he's very like, oh, I love magic, you know what I mean? He's not like, I think if I were in his position, I would be extremely confused. Do you think you'd be confused? Like, imagine losing your memory, not knowing anyone that you're in a room with, and not being able to follow the conversation. I think that would be a bit scary. Okay, well, I think this is just, like, the way that Lockhart is. Like, without any memory of magic, like, without that layer of badness to him, Mm -hmm. this is what he's like. Just, like, this normal guy? Yeah, just this normal, um, nice guy. Like, calm? Yeah. That's just how he is, but, you know, yeah, just, with magic, he's the Gilderoy we see most of the book, but now, without any memory of magic, this is just who he was. That's a good idea, yeah, so, like, this is, like, what he, this is, like, what he would be like if he never 
he if he never knew about magic. Like if he was a muggle. Yeah. That's a good idea, yeah. Um, so Dumbledore first thanked Harry for being loyal to him because nothing but that could call Fox to him. He also said that he imagined Riddle would never be interested in Harry. Or would have been interested in Harry. So, um, this is kind of a fantastic piece and we're to find the throwback. So, like, well, it's not a throwback. Well, actually, it is a throwback because that's a prequel. But, like, they talk about phoenixes in that movie and he's like, Oh, he's loyal to the family, you know, he appears for Dumbledore in need, um, and I think that it's really cool that, like, Fox also appears for people who are just loyal to the family in general and not just Dumbledores. This is why Harry is a Dumbledore. <laughs> new theory. <laughs> new, new Super Carl and Brothers theory. Maybe they're, like, families or maybe that would be pretty cool wait was dumbledore descended from a peveril i don't don't think think so so. i don't think so so harry said that the uh, that riddle had told him that he was like him dumbledore asked him what he thought and harry said that he was nothing like riddle and that he was a gryffindor dumbledore explains that harry can speak parcel tongue because voldemort transferred transferred some of his powers to harry the night he tried to kill him when he was a baby so Harry said that the Sorting Hat could see some of the powers inside of him, and so he should be in Slytherin. And I don't think Harry's a Slytherin. Like, I think that he does have some Slytherin qualities, but there's no ambition in Harry. I guess, like, unless it's for Quidditch, there's no academic yeah. ambition. There's no. Well, even, he has he has pretty big ambitions for to be an or. Even when he's thinking about being or, he's a bit not. Of a spoiler, he's not but that. Not really. He's not that serious about it. Like, he doesn't put the effort in in potions to get an outstanding, you know? Like, him and Ron barely pass those classes. They do a bad job on their homework. Well, they they pass them with moderate grades. But they do a bad job on their homework. Even, sorry, that was a minor spoiler. But, yeah, they don't do a very good job. So, and even in these books, you guys can see, like, mm-hmm. they are always just overcrowded with their homework. And, like, yeah. So, I don't think he's very ambitious at all. So, um, Dumbledore explained to him that the difference was that Harry asked to be in Gryffindor, and that was what is set him apart from Voldemort. He also said that only a true Gryffindor could have pulled the sword from the hat. Dumbledore said that Harry could go now because he had to write to Azkaban to get Hagrid back, and he needed to write an advertisement. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he said it like that. In a, advertisement to the prophet for a new DADA teacher. Harry got up and was about to open the door when Lucius burst through the door. <laughs> boom. Boom. And I no, I just imagine like like just boom, he throws the door, it hits the wall, and Harry just like is like falls back onto his like hands and knees like he's just on the ground. It just, it just the door flies off the hinges oh and hits God. Dumbledore in the nose. In his long, crooked and he, nose. And he's just stuck under the door, foiling. <laughs> and Lucius is just standing Harry, really Harry, help me! <laughs> Harry, use your wand! And then Lucius Harry, snaps it's Harry, Vol- it's Voldemort! <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. So Dobby was at his feet and wrapped in bandages. Malfoy swept into the room and his shoes were half polished and his hair was half done. Dobby was trying to shine his shoes while he walked. Lucius, Lucius said that he thought the governors had suspended him, but he still saw it fit to return to Hogwarts. Now your next one. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay, Dumbledore said that the other 11 governors had contacted him and said that they wanted Dumbledore to come back. And that many said that Lucius had threatened their, them and their families. Oh my they, gosh. They said they wanted him. Plus, going to work and being threatened by your co worker saying, like, you're How not. You, well, hex your, friend, your family <laughs> if you do not give me that candy bar. If you don't give me. <laughs> but, like, wait. That's so mean. He told all of these people, like, I'm probably going to kill you and your family unless you, <laughs> like, um, yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. Creepy. Okay. Um, Lucius asked if the attacks had stopped, and Dumbledore told him that it was Tom Riddle. His good friend. Lucius's good friend, Tom Riddle. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Harry looked at Dobby, who was pointing at the diary, and Mr. Malfoy. Harry nodded at Dobby that he understood and told Mr. Malfoy that Lucius had slipped the book into Janine's bags at four flourishing bots. But he told but well, Lucius told him to yeah. prove it. Dumbledore said that Lucius shouldn't slip any more of Riddle's things into children's bags, or else he would make sure that Arthur Weasley traced them back to Lucius. Oh gosh, he's like he is so weird and he does a bad job. Like, um like you know, they Super Carlin has a a video on like he's the worst Death Eater. Yeah, he is the worst Death Eater, and not that like he's the baddest Death Eater. It's more like you guys will learn what Death Eaters are in like book four. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not that much of a spoiler. It's not. But like, um, he's he's not the baddest. He's just like the worst Death Eater. He's like yeah, the ba- the worst. De- he's, he's the worst at being a at Death, being Eater. Death Eater. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um. Malfoy left the room with Dobby and Harry and stuffed the diary into his sock. I don't think that's how it worked. I know. How was he able to stuff a whole diary into a sock? I think it's like he put the sock in the diary. Like how he does in the movie. It, no, it literally says in the book he stuffs the diary into the sock. But that doesn't make sense. Like, what is Malfoy going to do? What is this book you handed me well, that's in a sock? Well, he just threw the sock, the the book while it's in the sock, the sock book. to Lucius, and then Lucius just tears the sock off and throws it to the side. But I think it's different in the movie because it'd be difficult to shove a that's sock. That's so weird. To shove a book inside a sock. That's weird. Okay. How would you? How would a book fit inside a sock though? I like it better the other way. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of the chances are kind of slim that that he flipped the page where the sock was. Well, because it's so, like, it, it, you know how, like, when you put a bookmark in a book? Yeah, but... It, like, but, the book kind of stays open to Yeah, the but I don't think he'd be, he'd be real, he, I don't think he'd, like, there, oh, there's something in the book. I think he would feel it. Because socks are thick, and it's going to hold the book open. I feel mm-hmm. like I would throw it away. I would throw okay, it Okay, so Dobby held the sock and said that he was free. Malfoy lunged at Harry, but Dobby stopped him with magic, and he was thrown to the bottom of the stairs. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. In the movie, he, like, tries to kill Harry. Okay, so in the movie, he points his wand at Harry and says, starts saying, Avada. So, if you guys don't know this, Avada Kedavra is the killing curse, which kills a person. And he was about to kill Harry. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. In front of the whole school? Lucius Malfoy was gonna kill Harry. That was gonna get him killed by Voldemort because Voldemort's gonna get mad. Avada, and then he was thrown back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when he gets up, he in when he gets up after falling off the stairs, he's just like completely fine. He just shakes it off. I would have the wings knocked out of me. 
the yes, wind would be complete. Yes, you would have this wind knocked out of me, him, and he would probably break some bones. I don't think he would break bones because I think he landed directly onto his back. I don't know if that would break it bones. It said he just. It just said he he lay in a crumpled heap. I think maybe he like was out of breath and then regained his breath and then got up. Okay. That's what, what I would do. So, <laughs> Dobby thanks Harry and hugs him and then disappears. Harry went to the feast and saw Hermione there. Dumbledore announced that Lockhart would be returning next year, and Hermione said that exams were canceled as an end-of-the-year treat. She can't just cancel exams. I think that would be up to the school governors. Yeah. She's not. She's just deputy headmistress. She doesn't have that much power. Yeah, and what about the six years? They have to take OWLs. Oh, yeah. Oh, fifth years, I that's... mean. I mean, all, there's so many things that, like, six and se- uh, six, fifth and sixth years... They, they're taking a lot of exams that year that yeah. decide their future. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, they, people in the, in this, in Hogwarts, like, you decide your future very young. Yeah. Uh, Ginny, okay, so, um, this chapter goes by pretty fast right now. Yeah. So, there's not a lot of information between, like, the, the feast and the train. Mm-hmm. So, while they're on the train, Ginny, um, Harry asks, um... Ginny, like, what secret Percy didn't want her to tell, and it was that, the um, they were, is that she walked in on Percy kissing Penelope Clearwater. It's not that big of a secret. He, like, stole her spot at, like, the, the kitchen, just be, or the dining hall, just because he didn't want her to tell them that. Um, Harry said that the Dursleys would be furious that he hadn't killed himself while he fought the Basilisk. That's so sad. I know. Just imagine, like, you didn't kill yourself with the fighting the basilisk. What is wrong you with you? You didn't kill it. You didn't kill yourself in the process. That thing should have killed you. Yeah. And together they walked through the gateway to Muggleworld. That's the last sentence. Oh my gosh, we finished Chamber of Secrets officially. Finally. Um. Yeah. So movie years, and then we're gonna move on to the analysis. So yay, you can start with yours. At around 2 hours and 25 minutes, at the end of the year feast, when Ron, Harry, and Hermione look up at Dumbledore after Hagrid has explained that Errol got lost delivering his release papers to Azkaban, you can see Katie Bell and Oliver Wood change position to keep watching Hagrid as he walks past them. In the next shot, Hagrid is not yet past them, and they change their positions again. At around 2 hours and 20 minutes, while Harry is in Dumbledore's study, in the two semi-overhead shots, as Lucius Malfoy says, So it's true, you have returned. And later when he says, come Dobby, we're leaving, sitting on the floor directly behind Dumbledore is a large steel piece of the crew's equipment. Plus, in the second shot, another piece of equipment actually moves in front of the steel piece. Wow. At around 2 hours and 20 minutes, near the end, when Lucius Malfoy is fuming at Dumbledore in his office, Malfoy's hair is fanned back behind his shoulders. The lighting in the room illuminates the back of his neck, where you can see Jason Isaac's real short brown hair. What? I didn't... That's cool. I'm definitely going to watch for that one. All right, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back from the break, and now, of course, as always, we're starting with our Hogsmeade Journal. So, we hope everyone had a happy holiday if you celebrated one, and are having a good break from school if you are still in school. So, there isn't any news for us to talk about today, so I thought that we would discuss some of the Harry Potter gifts that we got over the holidays. Because I know that a lot of people would have, or maybe if you didn't get any um, gifts 
um, you just like already have merchandise. So, um, what kind of things did you get that are Harry Potter related, Vaughn? I got Harry Potter Quiz. Ooh, yeah, I'm super excited to play that. Um, I also got like these gold colored, um, like, okay, they're like Harry Potter animal heads mm -hmm. that you can hang in your wall, but they're like hang, like you can hang yeah. stuff on them. Like I have serious, like serious, uh, serious, serious as a dog. I have the stat Harry stat prongs. Patronus prongs. Prongs. Wait, prongs. What? Why is that prongs? It's James. I thought. No, no. The J James Patronus wasn't the stag or anything. No, no, I just thought it was like his anime guy. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, at least I don't think so. Wait, I thought it was because it wouldn't want me serious. He no, no, no. He turns into a deer. Deer. A stag. I don't think that's it. Yeah. Wait. No. Let's okay. Let's type it in. We're looking this up because Vaughn won't believe me. What? Alright, we're gonna type in what animal was prongs. It's gonna say, st yep, stag. What? Okay, see? That's, that's, what is wrong with you? Do you, have you even read Harry Potter? Well, they never explicitly said that it was a stag. I appreciate it. Well, good thing we're reading Chamber, or er, okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, well, it's also Harry Patron, so. And you got um, um, a Neville Funko Pop. Oh, I, wait, I also got one more, like, animal head. An uh, owl. Headwood. Yes, it was headwood. And then uh, Neville. I got an insane amount of Harry Potter stuff. I mean, most of what I got was Harry Potter related. I got, um, I got a Gilderoy Lockhart Funko Pop, which I'm super happy about. I got the four released illustrated editions of the books, and I'm just, mm. I'm so excited to reread the books that way because you get to see just all new illustrations yes. with it. And the books are, like, huge. Um, and the typing is big, so it's easy to read. Um, <laughs> and then, what else did I get? I got Harry Potter robes. Super excited about wearing those. I already wear them all the time because it's really cold right now because it's winter. And when I go into my room to, to, like, read, I just put them on because I'm freezing. And they're comfortable. And what else? What else? Do you remember? <laughs> I think that was it. No, it was more. Oh, okay. I got like snitch fairy lights. Uh, oh, I got a new wand. I got not like a Universal Studios one, but I just got like a regular Nymphadora Tonks wand, oh. which I'm excited to use. So yeah, I think that's that's it. That's all I got this here power related. Um, yeah. So this is our last episode before 2021. So let's talk about the books to come and what kind of Harry Potter related things that we want to do in the new year. So, um, the books to come, which are we most excited for? Which are you, I think? Because I'm most excited for book three. But seven. I, I'm super excited for book seven. Yes. It's going to be action-packed. Wow. Let us tell you. Um, are you excited for Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> Chamber of Secrets? No, we're glad to be rid of that book. Are you excited for Chamber of Secrets? Prisoner of Azkaban. We're going to reread it. <laughs> oh my god. We're just gonna say the same thing. Fasten your seatbelts. We're here. We're coming. We're coming for season two, part two. Oh my gosh, that would be pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. So, I am just. I think that it would be really annoying if Chamber of Secrets was like the fifth book and it was like fifty chapters long because I don't know how I would be able to get through that. But it's it. No, it's a good book. And then, what do you think you're most looking forward to do, Harry Potter related? 
like, is it going to Universal Studios? Is it going to the studio tour in London? Is it, um, what do you think you're most, like, Harry, Harry Potter related, what do you think you would most want to do this year? This coming year? Probably Universal Studios. I definitely would like to go. Oh, well, possibly Universal Studios Orlando? Yeah. I want to go to Universal Studios Orlando because they have Diagon Alley. Yes. And I think that is super cool. But you have to pay like extra to get in there. No, you have to pay extra to get into Hogsmeade, I think. Because I think that's one ticket to go into the main park, and it's like a separate, more expensive ticket to take the train to Hogsmeade. But I, I, I still want to go to Hogsmeade because, first of all, you need the full experience if you're going to go. And also because they have an extra ride. Um. So now for the ninth question. If you could play one character in the Harry Potter movies, which would it be and why? Now, this, this is, is hard. This is completely different because if you're just a character in Harry Potter, you have to pick someone safe. You doesn't have anything bad happen to them. But if you have to pick a character from the movies, you can be anyone. And like, it's they make the same amount of appearances that they do in the book or in the in the in the original movies. I, even though I love Flora, and even though I love Nymphadora, they don't make enough appearances. And I know that Tonks would get really upset with me because I just called her Nymphadora, but, yeah. I want to play Molly Weasley! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Just imagine some, like, some, like, ten-year-old kid just plays Molly Weasley. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Um... Even yeah, so even though I have favorite characters that aren't this character, I want to be Hermione because she makes the most appearances. <laughs> or you could actually you could pick Fantastic Beasts too. So actually, in that case, Kowalski. I'm, I'm in that case. Are you actually no. picking Kowalski? No, no, no. Um, in the case of like being able, if I had to Newt. pick just um, if I had to pick just Harry Potter, what would it be? I would be Hermione. Would you be Neville? Uh, I. That's a hard one. I'll do the kid who has a knack for pyrotechnics. Oh, Seamus. Seamus. Uh, and then in Fantastic Beasts, I would be Queen. This is a quote from Harry Potter and the Death- Deathly Hallows in yeah. part two It doesn't movie. actually happen in the book. Alright, so let's move on to the analysis. So for the last analysis of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, thank goodness, we were going to be talking all about the magical items that make appearances throughout this book. And we do this for every book. Yes. So if you haven't listened to the one for... Uh, Philosopher's Stone, go listen to it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Skipping you, ahead. Yeah, yeah don't, don't skip ahead. Go back. Um, Watch every episode. Yes, and don't forget that there will be spoilers. So, um, let's start with Skelligro. So, Skelligro is a potion that tastes disgusting and is used to regrow bones. It's, it's a slow and painful process that could take over a day. But slow. The way that they use, like, the word regrow bones, that's disgusting. Like, imagine losing the bones in your arm and having to, like, literally regrow them. I know. And Harry, like, it's described in the book, like, when Harry wakes up as, like, a sharp, like, a sharp splintering pain. So disgusting. I imagine the process would be, like... It starts, like, as a little ball in your arms, and it just inflates, and, like, it's all throughout your arm, and I think that's why he feels a sharp pain, and then, like, slowly it deflates and gets rid of the bone that, where, like, the bone isn't supposed to be there. I imagine, hopefully, you know, that doesn't gross you out, but I I imagine that's what the process is. Um, 
So Harry has to take this potion when he loses his bones. Ew, that's so gross. He loses his bones because of <laughs> because of Gilderoy. And Flora uses Skelligrow to heal Griphook's leg after the infamous escape from Malfoy Manor. So you can buy a bottle of Skelligrow from Amazon for like 15 bucks. And it actually works as a water bottle, which is awesome. Um, and I think that would be really cool to have at school and everyone's like, oh, um... Vaughn, what is that water bottle you have there? Oh, it's just Oh, I broke my, my leg yesterday. Just my Skelligrow. It's just my handy dandy Skelligrow. I just I take it everywhere with just me. Imagine so like someone breaks their leg at school and then this kid runs over there with, with like a bottle and is like oh, labeled Skelligrow. Drink this, it'll save you. <laughs> oh my god. That would be the most Harry Potter fan thing ever. It's just like she's just like, Vaughn, drink this potion. You'll be okay. No. I don't want it. And <laughs> then you sh- start shoving it down just, their throat. Just pouring it down their throat. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> Drink the potion. Um, next is Polyjuice Potion. Um, <laughs> so, read the next one. Polyjuice Potion is a potion that lets the drinker assume the form of someone else. Which is, I think this would be an extremely, like, um, unsafe potion. Because, um, first of all, imagine if you're stuck in that form. And also, like, what happens if, like, I could transform myself into Voldemort, scare everyone, and no one would ever know yeah. that I am using Polyjuice Potion. So, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know how that, like, would work. How's, like, how are they able to uh, track who's using it and who's not? Imagine, like, Voldemort, like, forced someone to drink a Polyjuice Potion, like, of his. Mm-hmm. And... He, like, sends them through town, like, and then when they die, you know, he goes into hiding. It's a secret that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome, actually. That's a good idea. Oh, um, what if, like, in wizarding school, the, like, the the whole class, like, plays a prank on the teacher and just everyone drinks a, a bottle of Polyjuice Potion to become the teacher? That would be hilarious. That would be super funny. So imagine walking into class and all your students are just you. Sitting at the desk. That's creepy too. Like that one, walking in just everyone. Hello, teacher. You. And they all have your voice too. Well, actually, no, no, you don't have their voice when you turn into. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird. So it is an extremely complicated potion, and it takes about a month to brew because fluxweed can only be picked at midnight, and lacewing flies have to be stewed for twenty-one hours. So in this book, Harry and Ron transform into Crab and Goyle, and Hermione transforms into a mixture between a cat and human. In Goblet of Fire, Barty Crouch Jr. uses it to transform into Alistair Moody, and in Half-Blood Prince, Malfoy makes Crab and Goyle uh, use it to guard the Room of Requirement as little girls. So in the Deathly Hallows during the Battle of the Seven Potters, it is used by many people, and it is used by the trio during the infiltration of the Ministry, and by Hermione when they break, broke into Greenhouse. I was trying to combine break and broke into one word. It's just like, broke. They broke into They broke. I think that would be a useful potion, but like I said, very dangerous. Like, I think I would use it at least once in my life, but um, maybe as a prank or something. So, Howlers. A Howler is a magical letter that is in a red envelope and enchants the sender's voice to a very high volume. Which I think we can agree can be good or bad. Like, I saw this one post on Pinterest and it was like, they were trying to, like, figure out what James would send if Harry got picked to be a seeker under James, you know, being his father. Oh. And I think, like, I think that it would be- Like a good an, howler? They were thinking it would be a good howler, basically just of James kind of, like, screaming. 
that he was so excited. Um, and Lily just kind of being contained. But I think I think that it can be good or bad. I, I think it can be good or bad. What do you think? It can be good or bad. Okay. So, Neville is known to get at least two. One before Ron gets his, and one when he left his list of passwords out so that Sirius Black could break in. Hermione gets a few when Rita Skeeter publishes an article about her, and Ron gets one in this book when Mrs. Weasley finds out that he stole the car. So I was looking online, and there are a few um, on the like like videos to make a howler. Um, one is posted by Wizarding World, but in my opinion, that is not the best one that is out there. So I found this one, and it's super cool, and like it has like shows you how to do like a wax seal and like an address. Mm for ron um and like it's super cool i'm definitely gonna link that for you guys so next be warned it is my job to arm you against the foulest creatures known to wizard kind you may find yourselves facing your worst fears in this room know only that no harm can befall you whilst i am here i must ask you not to scream it might provoke them! Cornish pixies. Freshly caught Cornish pixies. <laughs> um, so I think that that little audio clip kind of explained what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Cornish pixies now. And a Cornish pixie is a small blue creature that loves to cause trouble. In stories, pixies normally are getting revenge for something they felt disrespected by, but their punishment rarely fits the crime. Um, so I also found a video on how to make a Cornish pixie. So, like, I considered doing this when I was, um, like, just to put up in my room. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing it because it seems like a lot of work. But, like, if you're interested in doing this, I'm linking a video for it. So you can check that out. Um, next is Tom Riddle's Diary. Tom Riddle's diary was a blank diary that he turned into a horcrux. Um, so he made it during his sixth year at Hogwarts, and it was the first horcrux he ever made, and I think that's pretty monumental. Who did, who did he kill in his sixth year? Myrtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He killed a lot of people, let's just say that. <laughs> but it's so sad, he killed, like, this little girl who's stuck haunting a bathroom forever. Yeah. So Tom made it so that he could open the Chamber of Secrets again without physically being at the school. He also did it because he wanted to split his soul in order to live forever. Um, so I looked online and found one that you can buy, and it comes with an invisible ink pen. It's pretty cool because you can write in it, and, like, it will still look blank, just like Tom Riddle's. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll link the one I found from Target, which is pretty cool. Uh, next, Gryffindor's sword. The Sword of Gryffindor is a thousand years old. Goblin made sword owned by Godric Gryffindor. The sword is pure silver, uh, silver, <laughs> sliver. Oh, it's pure sliver. The hilt has A-sized rubies on it, and the name Godric Gryffindor is engraved on it. I don't understand why, how the silver enhances the sword. Does that make I it look nicer? Yeah, it's just supposed to be nice looking. Okay. Um, so the sword appears twice, once for Harry in the Chamber of Secrets, and once for Neville in the Deathly Hallows. It is one of the only two things that is able to destroy a Horcrux, the other being a Basilisk Fang. And you can buy the sword from a few different places, but it's, like, super expensive. Basilisk Venom. Basilisk Venom is an extremely poisonous substance that is generated by the Basilisk. The venom can kill someone within a minute, and Harry almost died in this book from the venom, but he survived because Fox's tears saved him. 
one of two things that is known to be able to destroy a horcrux. And the Noble Collection sells a Tom Riddle's diary with a basilisk thing in it, which is super cool. It'd be really cool for, like, just a prop. So that is it um, for magical items, because the other important ones we talked about, like, for their own analysis, like Mandrake's or the Weasley's car. So, guys, I just, I can't express how excited I am to be done with this book. Yes. And I can't wait to do the movie book comparison. Those are, like, the funnest episodes to do, just because there's so much, like, we, first of all, we have to watch the movie, and then, like, we take notes on the movie, and it's just really fun yeah. to do on that episode. Um, and we'll probably be creating our own trivia questions to ask each other. So that'll be awesome. And yeah, so make sure to email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com. And even if you guys like are listening to this a year in advance and it's like, but you know, like Christmas, Hanukkah, like whatever I celebrate happened like six months ago. I don't want to email you now. Like email us anyway, because we'll, we'll still say it on the podcast. Like even if you're telling us, you know, like, if you want to give us more, um, questions for our Hugs Me journal, and we're done with the 13 questions, just send them anywhere, and we'll still ask them. Yeah, so, thanks for listening. Make sure to leave an, a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us out a lot, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.